Welcome to Founding Impact, where we talk about the impact startup ecosystem in Europe. I'm Kasia Zalewska, an impact angel investor from Ragnarsson. Hello guys, welcome again. Today with me is Terezia Jacova and we're going to talk about female angel investors. Hey, hey Terezia, can you tell us something about you? How did you came to work on the topic of uh, female angel investors? Hi, hi Kasia. Um, thank you for the invitation. Uh, so my background is in the VC industry. Uh, I'm part of the Neology Ventures VC fund, which is a, a Bratislava-based uh, fund focused on, on seed investments, on the regional seed investments. Uh, and I think I, I, I came across the topic already throughout, throughout my uh, uh, VC journey as uh, you know, there is very little women in the VC sector in general. Uh, they say it's about 10%. Um, so, you know, you, <laughs> you know, your colleagues, uh, not only within your country, but you most of the time know, like all your colleagues within Europe, I would say, and we are pretty, um, uh, cool community. Thanks to, thanks to a lot of initiatives. And, uh, what we often, what we often talked about was, uh, was actually really the lack of the lack of investors, female investors in general, uh, in our fund, uh, there were, basically only two, two women investors out of uh, 40. Uh, so, you know, th there is always this question in your head, why is that so? And um, <laughs> then cliche enough, throughout my maternity leave, uh, I, had, uh, I had an opportunity and, and, and time to, to actually develop this, this platform where we would gather uh, these angel investors together with my co-founders. And... Uh, we would just create a platform for the female investors and try to uh, bring them together, uh, you know, make them work together, bring opportunities for them, um, educate them, and simply start creating a community of, of female investors so they could inspire uh, each other. And eventually the goal is that, you know, they would be able to invest on their own so they could learn with us and then, you know, have more confidence to actually... Um, to actually, you know, do it on their own and be first of all be more interested and then and then be able to do it on their own. So this is the basic idea. I mean, really lack of uh, lack of lack of female investors in this world, which has uh, a lot of consequences. We we can talk about them, but uh, you know, it's not just about this one thing. But it it really um, it really impacts the the whole ecosystem as such. So we just decided to start from here. Yeah, like I think you don't need to like convince me or Ragnar Soren or actually anyone uh, in the industry that there is a huge need to involve more uh, women into the into the investment side. It's beneficial for basically everyone, both founders and the investors uh, community. So, but you focus on Central and Eastern Europe area specifically. You are from Slovenia, uh, Slovakia, excuse me. Uh, I'm from Poland. I also know this, uh, this um, area a little bit. So what's the difference between this part and generally the Europe, which is, as we know, a little bit more, um, I would say, developed in terms of, of the structure, but the CE region is quite specific. Can you, can you tell us um, how do you see it? What's the status right now? Sure. So, um, first of all, yes, coming from this region and knowing um, the challenges and the opportunities of the market, I think, you know, makes, makes our point and our mission here even, even stronger because um, we do know what's happening in the market. We, we know the people here. I think we are able to, to connect them here. Uh, 
I, I've been I've been part of the of the team uh, doing a report on the C region in terms of uh, funding. Um, that was looking at the at the landscape through the gender lens, and I mean the data is terrible. Only one percent of the funding is actually uh, coming uh, to the female founders. So so we see wow. that it's okay. you know uh, that's that's crazy. And over the past few years, it's been like two percent. You know, so it's not an outlier, but it's actually you know it's it, the progress is simply not there. The progress is, is flat. Uh, so, so this is in terms of founders, in terms of uh, investors, I already mentioned, you know, only about 10% of, uh, of VCs in general are, are female. So um, um, what, uh, what the idea was is that um, we want to, you know, create a stories in the region because we believe it starts with the stories, you know, when, when you see that, you know, um, it's about role models and the stories you create. And um, we feel like supporting entrepreneurs in this region um, makes a lot of sense because it can inspire the others and then just help the whole ecosystem as such. You know, it, it impacts the communities, you know, the, the students interested in, you know, maybe pursuing their careers in this way. Um, so the investors uh, on our platform, the angel investors on our platform, are not necessarily uh, people that are coming from the CE region, but they are interested in investing in CE region, either because they come from here, but professionally they, you know, work and live somewhere else, or uh, we have female angel investors that have basically nothing to do with the CE region, but they, you know, be neither like working here or are just interested in uh, um, in the opportunities in this region because they know that there is a lot of technical talent and that there is a potential for expansion of the companies, or simply they just want to diversify their portfolio in other regions than where they are normally investing. So, so there is, there are various reasons. Uh, but we see that there is, in general, interest from the investors in this region, and we want to somehow facilitate it and help the investors to make the investments here. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, on the founder side, as I said, like we uh, we know the founders here, we know the market, we know how it is to run a business here. So we feel like we can help and support the entrepreneurs in this region. Mm -hmm. uh, what happens is that we often get uh, pitch decks from the founders that are coming from this region, but they also do the business elsewhere. Uh, which is uh, uh, which is okay as well because we believe that you know they they first of all employ a lot of people here and they again make an impact in you know uh, being a role model you know saying that coming from this region uh, they created a business etc. So so we we always look for the CE connection not artificially but but truly because we believe that um, this is what would help the region. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes uh, makes uh, absolutely sense. Um, I'm just wondering what are actually the blockers in the region for the... We are talking specifically about angel investors, so quite a specific group, a part of the venture capital, the one focusing on the very early stage usually. What are the blockers for people actually to become investors and start with investing? If, if there are not so many of them, especially females, especially women, what, what are the blockers here? So indeed, there is really a lack of uh, angel investors in general in this region, and not even talking about female angel investors. So, so I would say there is a general problem with angel investing in the region. Uh, it's not um, very common or widespread, I would say, uh, or it's um, 
rather under the cover, you know, it's not very much public. Like when a, when a VC makes an investment, uh, they normally publish it, you know, like it's all over the news. Uh, it's not the same thing with the VC investors. One reason is that sometimes the, uh, sorry, with the angel investors. One reason is that sometimes the angel investor just doesn't want to be, you know, seen. But a lot of times they do want to, but, you know, publicity is not something they want to, <laughs> it's, their prime, it's not their yes. primary goal. Um, so I think it starts with a, with a leg of stories. Uh, and uh, that, again, you know, influences the other investors and founders. You know, often uh, in my career in the VC fund, uh, we get businesses that, you know, are too early for the VC fund. So I tell them, like, go look for angel investors. And they're like, where do I find them? <laughs> like, well, it's a good question. Yeah. So, I mean, there are there are some networks of angels, uh, not really in Slovakia, but in, in broader region, of course, there are. Um, but then, of course, you know, you need to be really creative when looking for, uh, for angel investors, uh, you know, because often these angels... Sometimes don't even know they want to be angels, but you just need to approach them <laughs> and show them that, you know, you need their knowledge and then you need their, you know, finance and other resources. And uh, it's difficult because you need to know where to find them, how to approach them, you know, who could be the, the, the good uh, angel for you. And, and I think these kind of stories we are, um, we are missing. So then, you know, the founders thing is maybe not possible because it only happens in the U.S. where angel investors, you know, individual people are actually funding startups in the very, very early stages. Um, I think what is very much missing connected to this is, um, you know, the, the knowledge on the technical skills, how to actually make the investment. Because, I mean, you know, if you're an individual person running your own company or maybe, you know, uh, being part of the corporation or whatever, and you have this extra finance and you would want to give it to the business, you don't even know how to start with this, I guess, right? Like, you never really seen the investment documentation. Uh, you might not know, like, how to even do the valuation. You know, you, you rely on third parties and you might not trust them so much or, you know, this. So, you know, often uh, <laughs> we blame this on angel investors, you know, that they take too much of the company, you know, they destroy the cap tables. But I think often from what I've seen, it's not intentionally done. It's just a lack of education and lack of, you know, um, other stories they could learn from or get inspired from and they just mm -hmm. don't know how to do it so they do it somehow it's not you know the best way so so I think we are somehow missing like a framework or benchmark of you know how this investment should be done you know what should be the the stake the angel investor should take in a company what should be really the role of the angel investor you know um, how, how active he should be and how, how we can actually help this company um, and also when, we, when we've done our research, when we're starting our, our platform, uh, lack of education was one of the main barriers why women are not investing because simply they don't have the confidence they can, they can do this. Everything from evaluating the business, uh, you know, through, through doing the investment itself on a, on a technical side. And this is exactly what we are trying to, to change in, in, in Lumos Investment. We are really trying to make this investment process very transparent to, to you know, to show the whole investment document, documentation, guide them through, explain the terms, uh, you know, explain what would change if we change these terms, you know, what is convenient for us, what is convenient for the founders. And what we are hoping is that, you know, one day, if they want to, they will have enough confidence and education to actually do the investment by themselves. And this is how the, how the region, again, can profit from this, you know, because then you will have even... Um, angel investors 
individuals who will invest in businesses and you know more founders will be able to get funding from from the angels um, so I think education is a very very important part of this why the angel investment is not happening in this region uh, even if you google like it's really hard to find any like uh, you know transaction documentation or, or stories from angels or how, how this is done, you know, yeah. like very I know, much undercover, I've tried. <laughs> no, no, yeah, not transparent, you know, mm -hmm. so, uh, so, I mean, you have to, you know, hire a lawyer that costs the money, you know, so, so like it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not easy for them, even if they wanted to do that. Uh, and then, of course, the networks, you know, I think the, the more networks you have, the easier it is, you know, because you can be part of the network, you can do investments with them, you know, like you can do smaller amounts, but with more investors, you know, it can make bigger impact. And um, I think these networks are important. As I said, there are, uh, there are networks, there are good networks. Uh, but I still think that when we compare it to, well, U.S., we always, you know, get inspired from the U.S. Uh, in terms of angel networks and um, female angel networks as well. Like almost in, you know, every large city, you know, you have you have a network, you know, of people from the city who are like investing as angels. And um, yeah, I mean, it works. So so I think we need more of that here. Yeah, I, I strongly, strongly uh, believe in your vision because I'm generally a person that uh, believes also that if there is a question I have, for sure there's someone who knows the answer. I just need to, to find the right person. So by creating a network, an educational platform, at the same time, you're actually providing uh, the person who wants to start investing with anything that he needs, uh, she needs to uh, actually to start. But I, I, from my perspective and my experience also, I know that... Um, the one of the, the the blockers is actually even the first investment to break the barrier mental barrier actually of making a decision okay i believe in a team enough to give them money and this would be my first investment and i know actually that uh, with lumus you're making your first investment right now so uh can you tell me also a story like how was it for you to actually convince those angels for the first time okay that's the time uh, go for it Mm, yes, yes, we just made our first investment in a Romanian startup um, called Houston. Uh, and uh, so we got uh, 10 angel investors uh, on board and we did a co-investment with, uh, with Overkill Ventures and then some, uh, some better clients as well joined. So for us, it was the very first investment. I'm very, very thankful to all the angels uh, that, that joined this round. Uh, through our platform and that actually you know trusted us because for us it was really like the first time we tried out the, the processes you know and like um, everything um, I would say <laughs> it wasn't that hard <laughs> they, they in general uh, you know if you have a good validation we had the you know we had a pretty strong uh, DD and validation through internal uh, circles uh, I think the benefit of the network is that once you have, you know, an expert or a lead investor that decides to invest, the rest follows just because they trust the, the power of this network, you know, the, the knowledge of this lead investor and they just follow, you know. So once we said that, you know, we have this expert and, you know, she validated and she's investing, uh, you want to join, it just went really quickly. Uh, we'll see if the other ones go <laughs> go uh, go the same way, but but the the power of this network, and then they introduced you know to others and others, and you know, even if the other angels did not uh, invest, they just signed up to the platform and they're like really eager to receive the investment opportunities and are like you know uh, communicating actively with us. So 
Um, so this is this is a good good part about the the platform and the network because you can really um, you know rely on this effect of uh, of network effects. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but I, I, as you as you said, like the first investment is the uh, is is the trickiest for the for the individual um, angel investors. I think one of the really huge myths uh, that we have, and uh, our advisor told us in the beginning as well, that you know angels often feel that they need to invest. You know, like you need to have a lot of money to make an angel investment, and it's not true. You know, the angels are starting with five thousand k actually. Mm-hmm. So so that's like. You know, in the end, it's a little bit more than you do through some kind of like uh, crowdfunding platform, etc. You know, so so I think what you want to do here is to do uh, more investments with less money, so you diversify. You know, and uh, of course, you know, some of them will be fails, but um, I think um, uh, I think it's a lot of fun. <laughs> as well and that's what what the other angels told us also like you know living with these companies and following you you learn so much also for your other companies for your you know key activity that you are doing at, at your job and uh, the network it brings you know it really offers a lot of uh, a lot of advantages apart from you know the financial upside in the end at the exit so yeah. i fully agree with the with the fun part uh, for us it's also also the same like we really enjoy talking to all those founders looking at all those ideas especially from our impact perspective that's uh, that's really amazing to see all those amazing uh, solutions to the problems but i can imagine that uh, most of the investors or most of the angels you have right now they are not entirely impact focused but generally they are trying to to get hold in the in the investing itself and they have various motivations to do that um is there anything uh, you see some kind of a trend of what's the most interesting right now what type of startups they are looking for is there any specific industries that gathers more attention than other um, any problems that uh, that uh, are more interesting? Uh, it's a good question, hard to answer, uh, as we are sector agnostic. Uh, and, you know, we started not even a year ago, so I would be quite hesitant to, you know, really mm-hmm. talk about, uh, you know, trends, uh, because it's really, it, it, it's really, like, it, it really varies. Um, uh a lot of the companies we get through our networks, really through personal networks, through knowing founders that are, you know, sometimes ready, sometimes not ready yet, but we know that in two months they will be ready. Um, I would say our investors are mostly sector agnostic as well. Some of them state their preferences. They really only want to go into energy or uh, some of them really only want to go into health tech. Uh, so they, they expect there will be less opportunities for them because, you know, that might be once in half year, once in a year they receive this opportunity because we are, you know, sourcing all opportunities uh, and then just select the ones we feel like are, you know, good enough and then we, we make the due diligence and then... Um, actually make the call for for investment um let me think uh from the perspective of our angels um i would say that in general you know if those are people who are not investing or haven't invested before uh they like the startups uh that they are easier to understand that they can imagine you know so as you can imagine you know we have a lot of uh, as we are a female angel network 
we do have startups from uh, you know health and beauty uh, wellness a lot as well you know so so these are the things uh, that we see a lot but it's not that it's the market trend but it's also that we naturally attract you know uh, these women that are in the beauty sector or in the jewelry sector you know or in the like a, a woman's well-being mm -hmm. or wellness uh, but it's not a trend as I said it's just more a trend for us <laughs> because uh, we, we are not investing only in female founded businesses on the other side we are naturally attracting them uh, because mm -hmm. they I think feel um, less barrier when approaching female investors you know if you're a female founder uh, you hear terrible stories from female founders when talking to male investors unfortunately very sad but 21st century and we are still hearing these stories so they either decide to do it from their own funds funds or you know they sometimes go through like a loan uh, from bank but it's quite hard to obtain or they approach um, female investors because they feel like you know there is more understanding and less barrier you know to talk to them so mm -hmm. that's why we're attracting all of these kind of businesses. But again, it's not the rule because our first investment was in an all-male team, uh, <laughs> gaming and, uh, you know, HR tech, uh, quite a deep tech, you know, from, uh, from Romania. So, yeah, it does, doesn't, <laughs> doesn't confirm what I'm saying right now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I can imagine. But uh, for the male-only teams, I think getting on board a female investor is, is re really valuable to get, like, you know, the other perspective. So even this very tiny, small change is, uh, is worth doing. So Exactly, exactly. Often they actually really do it to increase the diversity on their board of, uh, you know, investors. They really are trying to get to, uh, to female investors. And uh, the trend with larger VC funds, what we've seen is that the, the large uh, PE funds, for example, often require that you do have a woman on board or, uh, you know, women investors in the previous round, etc. It, it really like we've seen this with, uh, with some larger PE funds that this is one of the requirements. So I think companies also need to, um, you know, look into this, look into their diversity factors within the company. Yeah, yeah, I I fully agree. I also see this trend uh, within the within the people that we're talking to that they are like, for them it's quite obvious. Okay, the the diversity needs to be there. Sometimes they don't even talk about it, but they look at at it very intensively, and uh, that's the change that we we all support very very strongly. And I think it's it's going right direction. Maybe a bit slow, but fingers crossed. Um, exactly. So, uh, what would you say uh, is the like the perfect profile of someone who would like to start investing uh, how do I know I am a good material for an investor <laughs> uh, yeah we, we have both we have people that invested before and we have people that never invested before and really want to do it want to learn uh, we welcome these people uh, we welcome you know their backgrounds because there is such a variety you know they can introduce us to other networks they can offer their knowledge so often when we are actually evaluating the business we are using you know our internal network of these angels uh, for evaluation because a lot of them are from very very different sectors so this is great uh, and then we care we take care of the rest you know I mean we, we really provide as much information as we can into you know from, from like evaluating the business as, as such through you know uh, guiding you through the through the legal processes uh, through the reporting of the company and performance of the company as such so I wouldn't say you know you <laughs> there is no barrier I would say <laughs> just just yourself <laughs> just money you know, like if you, yeah or yeah <laughs> that as well uh, so uh, yeah so so I think 
if, if you know if, if that makes you a little bit uh, excited to be part of these uh, stories and you know you want to be part of the the community as well of course because I think you know the investor they you know they, they talk to each other you know they are somehow like involved uh, in the process with us in the communication with us then uh, you are a perfect candidate I wouldn't say there is uh, yeah there is anything special you need to have okay cool uh, yeah so uh, what do you think or what would you wish could happen? What would be the best thing that could happen to actually support the, um, the, the female angel investors uh, to, to, to grow the amount? What could happen? You, of course, you with Lumos Investment, uh, you're doing a cool job, but it's like a, the system change is also kind of, uh, kind of needed. So what do you think uh, would benefit the most uh, if it could happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, again a good question, and I would, I would really, really Dream love big. to sound, uh, you know, optimistic. But I'm actually not very optimistic in this, uh, in this topic and in these terms. And um, I, I don't see the change happening, to be honest. You know, and the data support this. You know that it's it's not happening, and I mean. Maybe we feel like it is because there is a lot more media attention to this, you know, so and that's great, of course, I very much welcome this. And I think it's important, you know, like media being focused on female entrepreneurs or, or you know, bringing the, the views of the female investors. So that's so that's very important. But uh, somehow it doesn't seem to be, you know, improving. I know it takes a long time, but um, as I said, like it's it's not it's not changing, at least in this region. Um, same goes for, for example, for the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, the, the amount of VC investments actually rose throughout the uh, COVID-19 because a lot of technologies, of course, were on the rise um, thanks to the pandemics. Uh, and yet the number of um, uh, female founders didn't change, you know, like it, it didn't go up or the amount of investment going to female founders didn't go up, you know, so there is a huge disproportion still, uh, no matter the amount of VC funding. And um, I'm, I'm on the side of the investors, right? So, so I see that or I feel that the change should uh, be coming from, uh, from the investment decision makers. So from the side of the investors, because I believe that, you know, the math is quite simple. I, I see it more as a, like a, as a triangle. So on the top, you have the investment decision makers. So either the VC funds or even the funds that are funding the, the VC funds. Uh, and if we don't have the diversity there, it's really hard to, you know, impose this diversity on founders because I think it, it's directly impacted. As I said, we are naturally attracting female founders because we are female investors. So if there is not enough of us, uh, you know, there on the top, there is still going to be a lack of uh, female founders. And these female founders are naturally impacting the communities, the students, you know, who are deciding to, you know, what major to, to choose at school, you know, what, what career to change. Uh, or to choose so so I still feel like it's you know it's starting uh, on the top the investment decision makers um, and it's still all male teams making decisions over a whiskey you know so um, so yeah I, I really I really think that um, there should be more females on the investment side and we should uh, inspire the women to join the VC funds or other funds of funds, like larger funds that are funding the VC funds, and uh, slowly start making change from here. Yeah, that makes sense. Fingers crossed it happens faster than, than the super slow pace that we have right now. 
Um, I, yeah, I, I would love to be optimistic. As I said, I always feel so bad when I'm like giving this kind of pessimistic uh, view, but I I'm really trying hard to find like something positive, but I just don't see that. Yeah, I would say it's realistic, not even pessimistic. It's just realism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, any last good advice for the for the female uh, angels? What they should start with, of course, join uh, Lumus Investments. Uh, but other than that, uh, what would be your good advice uh, for for them? Mm, yeah, that it's the right time to to do to do the investments now. I would say, especially in in our region, uh, there is a, there is a great potential uh, and enormous growth. Uh, so so i would say that the, the time is now to to actually join and start investing you know either by themselves or through networks or through vc funds and actually i talked to one of my friends yesterday and indeed that's what he told me like you know with your salary you're never going to uh you know make uh, enough good money uh, only by holding an equity you are actually uh you know increasing the chance of uh you know um increasing your financial resources so i think that's one of the really good points <laughs> uh he made that you can do it as a founder but you can do it as an investor as well so so just yeah think about it yeah that makes total sense i think the uh saying that uh, dear female founders and dear female angels the time is now it's a good summary of, of the conversation the time is now so use it wisely Cool. Thank you. Thank you very much, Teresia, for, for the conversation and all the best for the, for the education and the network part. Uh, hope it grows. Thank you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.